ಭದ್ರಂ ಕರ್ಣೇಭ್ಯಸೃನುಯಾಮದೇವಾ ಭದ್ರಂ ಪಶ್ಯೇಮಾಕ್ಷಭೀರ್ಯಜತ್ರಿರೈರಂಗೈಸ್ತುಷ್ಟುವಾಗಂಸ್ತನೂಭಿ ವ್ಯಶೇಮೇವಿತಂಯದಾಯುಸ್ತೀನ ಇಂದ್ರೋ ವೃದ್ಧಸ್ರವಾ ಸ್ವಸ್ತೀನ ಪೂಷಾ ವಿಶ್ವೇದಾ ಸ್ವಸ್ತೀರ್ಣಸ್ತಾಕ್ಷರಿಷ್ಟನೇಮಿ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿನೋ ಬೃಹಸ್ಪತಿರ್ದಾತು ಓಂ ಶಾಂತ ಶಾಂತ ಶಾಂತಿ ಹರಿಯೋ ಇನ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಸ್ಟಡಿಂಗ್ ದ ಏಟ್ ಮಂತ್ರ ಆಫ್ ದ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಮುಂಡಗ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ವೇರ್ ವಿ ಫೈಂಡ್ ದಟ್ ಅವಿದ್ಯಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಶೂಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕಾಮ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕರ್ಮ ಆರ್ ಕಾಂಡೆಮ್ಡ್ ಸೊ this shankaracharya indicates our this avidya kama karma forms a cycle it is this cycle which keeps us entangled in this worldly existence life after life the cycle of avidya kama karma and that's being indicated in the next mantra so let's read the mantra and then we will follow up with the discussion we had a discussion of this shloka in the last class we will recapitulate it before we proceed to the next mantra avidyayam antare vartamana swayam dhiraha panditam manyamanaha janghanyamana paryanti muraha andhe naiva niyamana yathandha so what is this shloka is saying that avidyayam antare vartamana that the so called who are accomplished as per the worldly way of life is concerned who are successful as per the worldly way of life is concerned they are puffed up with vanity they say we have achieved but they forget that actually it is ignorance which is dwelling in their heart which is not allowing them to see that what they have achieved is just a mere short term gain it's not going to help them to attain something permanent so that's why this is being indicating that what avidyayam antare vartamana the ignorance is still prevailing in their heart but they think that they are the pandita that the wise person swayam dhiraha panditam manyamana they think themselves as equipoised and intelligent manyamana they consider but what's the result of such consideration janghanyamana that in the sanskrit words are related to our uh, the other indian languages in bengali we say jaghanya so that's this janghanyamana something extremely deteriorating something which is extremely degradable what's that that which results in decay disease death that all those achievement at last is going to end up in decay disease death that's the janghanyamana paryanti this paryanti means we go on circling going on the same cycle of this decay disease death life after life murha they are actually murha they are the ignorant though they thinks themselves as the intelligent one and not only that they think that they are the intelligent all the short term gains which they have achieved that's the only thing that can be attained in this life and so they think themselves to be the teachers let's see how well established i am follow me they will start many courses in which they will enroll students so that they can also be successful as they are thinking that only to be the be all and end all of our existence it is like 
अंधे नहीं वो जस्ट लाइक ए ब्लाइंड लीडिंग द ब्लाइंड नियमाना यथांधा सो दिस इज द इन द स्ट्रॉन्ग लैंग्वेज द उपनिषद हियर इज इंडिकेटिंग द अल्टीमेट रिजल्ट व्हिच फॉलोस व्हेन वन आउट ऑफ इग्नोरेंस कंसीडर्स ऑल द शॉर्ट टर्म गेन्स व्हिच आर अटेंड बाय द सैक्रिफाइसेस और बाय एनी अदर वर्ल्डली परजिट्स is the be all and end all of our existence that what the result follows that's being indicated so in the last class also we were discussing this paryanti means to wander about in the cycle of avidya kama karma to understand this cycle of avidya kama karma in the last class also we were resorting to the allegory of swami vivekananda which he uses in raja yoga he says that our mind consider our mind as a lake and the bottom of the lake is as if our real nature which is sat chit ananda swarupa what it means sat swarupata sat means that which has no annihilation that which was which is which will be no phase of time past present and future can interrupt its existence so that is sat so by when we say that my real nature is sat it negates the idea of my limited existence which starts at my birth which ends with my death and that which goes to the six types of changes as long as i am living so it negates that so that sat means that my real existence is eternally present it was it is it will be and what is chit swarupata means and that eternal existence which is the essence of my being is not something inert it is conscious principle it is the consciousness which is appearing as this world of name and form and that consciousness is the essence of my being which is eternal and what ananda swarupata means now again we may be deluded by the fact that most probably this sat and chit swarupata which is my eternal nature it speaks of this flowing in the wave of joys and sorrows through eternity that as in this life sometimes we when we achieve a goal we are in ecstatic mood and the next moment we are depressed and this flow goes on we are in the duality of pain and pleasure joy and sorrow so when i say that your my real nature is sat swarup chit swarup the next erroneous idea that may arise is that that sat swarupata chit swarupata which is my real nature is in the constant flux of duality sometimes happy sometimes in dejection utter dejection full of misery sorrow to negate that this ananda swarupata has been spoken of that chit swarupata which is my eternal nature which is has no annihilation which was which is which will be is eternal bliss now the question comes if that is the eternal bliss if my real nature is bliss why we go through all these pains and suffering in life so for that swami vivekananda is resorting to this analogy that our mind is like the lake our real nature the essence of our being which is behind our psychophysical existence is that sat chit ananda swarupa now just as the way when the lake has lot of waves i cannot see the bottom of the lake it's only when the water is calm there is no wave the water is clear and transparent i can see even the bottom of the lake so here also as our mind is always in turbulence with thousands of desires thoughts it never can see the bottom very interestingly it can see the bottom to certain extent because the waves doesn't filter off the sat chit ananda swarupata totally the sat swarupata the chit swarupata never gets obliterated it's always palpably realizable i am always aware of the fact that i am i never forget that 
but that I am is mixed with worries, tension, dejection. What happens? That Ananda Swarupata, that gets filtered out when the mind is in turmoil. And now when one intense desire engulfs all other desire, my mind has one desire. And when that is fulfilled, that intense desire is fulfilled, then for the time being, there is no wave in the mind. That one desire which engulfed all desire, which was tormenting me, I have to have it. The moment we have it, for the time being, the mind is calm. The let go ensues. Now the filtering factor has gone. The waves are no more there. Ananda Swarupata percolates through the body-mind senses. And I am ecstatic. But there the avidya works. What's the ignorance? I feel that the thing which I was desiring, the object of my desire, gave me the happiness. But what has actually happened? The object has not given me the happiness. It was just a context that when I met my desire, when I go, when the, achieved my desire, the mind calmed down. The happiness was welling up from within. And as I'm ignorant of this fact, for lives together, what I'm doing out of ignorance, we are chasing after desires. Thinking that this thing will give me happiness, that thing will give me happiness. This, the three ashanas, Putraishana, Vityaishana, Lokaishana. All our desires at last comes can be boiled down to these three. That this fulfillment of this, when I have my progeny, when I have wealth, when I have name and fame, I will get happiness. But what is happening? We are always chasing the delusion. It's not that which is giving me happiness. The happiness comes from within. For the time being, the, there's a let go has ensued. Because the mind has calmed down. But we don't realize that. So we go on in this eternal out of that ignorance. The desire arises again and again. From that, the karma ensues. And this circle of avidya karma karma is, is enchaining me, has bound me for lives together. I'm just bound to be in that cycle. So that's what is meant by pariyanti. And what is the result? As this eternal, I'm, I'm just in chasing this insatiable desire, which can never be fulfilled by trying to fulfill something which is apart from me. Because happiness is after all within. It can never at last give me happiness. Anything which conglomerates has to disintegrate. Life after life in our attempt to fulfill the desire, so many, this Panchabhuta conglomerates to create this body, but anything which conglomerates has to disintegrate. Again, we have to meet the process, go, go through the process of Jara, Vyadhi, Mrityu. Nature at certain point gives me everything. I think I am intelligent. I have wealth. At last I find when I get old, I myself start saying where my intelligence has gone. That small, small, for small things, I find I'm doing silly mistakes. My presence of mind is gone. Everything nature is taking back. And when with the death, you cannot take your wealth. Your wealth is gone. Your, all your property is gone. Your wit you lose. Everything nature takes away. And that goes on life after life. That's, and still when we are in the crux of glory in this life, we have achieved name, fame, wealth. We think I have achieved everything. And we start showing others the way. And that's what has been spoken of as Andhe Naiva Niyamana Yathanda. So just it is speaking of the very fact of life. It is as if an eternal conspiracy is going on. The ignorance results in eternal conspiracy. The thing for which I suffer the same thing I teach my children and they follow that same path and they also go on following the same thing. They will be again teaching to their next generation. We are all chasing the illusion 
it's just like that you know that when a the screw of sheep is just moving when the first one moves just what is it goes off the track all others will follow him that's what has happened the entire humanity has gone off the track and we think that's the only way and we follow the majority there are of course a few who doesn't follow who doesn't fall in this category so now the upanishad in the next mantra will continue with the discussion that was the result of this ignorance let us proceed this eighth mantra we studied even in the last class that's why we just had a recapitulation let us proceed to the ninth mantra what saying the same it is the same idea is being reiterated avidyayam vahudha vartamana vayam kritartha iti abhimanyanti balaha yat karmina na pravedayanti ragat tena aturah kshina lokah chyavante avidyayam vahudha vartamana so is as if heaps of ignorance all saturating our heart avidyayam vahudha vartamana but we think we are kritartha what has to be achieved i have achieved vayam kritartha iti abhimanyanti balah that's what the children in spiritual sense we are all children in the words of swami vivekananda we are all mustached baby that's what he used to say we are all mustached babies in spiritual sense we are still babies the baby plays with the toys our toys have changed nothing else is the same toys with which we are playing just playing with the toys we are still that balah the children the ignorant children and they think that i am kritartha just the way the moment the child is crying it gets its toys it gets its chocolate it thinks i am kritartha i have got what is i am supposed to get similarly we are also happy with all those little toys which the nature has given us yat karmina na pravedayanti ragat so through raga through all these desires you can never achieve that ultimate goal you may achieve something but sooner or later everything will like we again be taken away we again come back to that square zero zero what is the what is the what is uh, being indicated in the upanishad the last phase says that tena aturaha kshina loka chevante chevante means falls back when all the merits which you have accrued through your good actions is exhausted again you come back to this square zero the same plane of existence to start again so it's the children the balaha who are immersed in ignorance in various ways that's avidyayam vahudha vartamana they flatter they brag themselves saying that they have accomplished the life's purpose vayam kritartha iti abhimanyanti now as these performers of karma do not know the truth owing to their attachment the attachment clouds their intellect they become myopic short sighted that's being indicated yat karmina na pravedayanti ragat they cannot see the real truth attachment has clouded their vision they fall from heaven again come back chevante miserly this stricken by misery atura atura means stricken by misery and when they come back when the fruit of their actions has been exhausted kshina loka so this is the sloka uh, mantra which upanishad elaborates the process uh, which has been spoken of in the previous mantra so why we are called children that and the spiritual sense that why wala that we like that uh, the children of that marshmallow experiment our condition is the same we are befooled we are lured by the short term gains where we find that in that experiment where all the children have been 
actually given that condition that here in a plate here is a marshmallow you want it yes i want to have it just now wait the one who gave the marshmallow he told i am going out for 10 minutes i have some work when i come back if you are still waiting with the marshmallow on the plate in the table i'm going to give you the second marshmallow and we find most of them are cannot uh, what do you say that delay their gratification most of them get lured though they know that they the second marshmallow is waiting for them so ours is also the same condition that as sri ramakrishna used to say he is a fool who digs a well by the bank of ganges will anyone dig a well on the bank of ganges if we knew that the eternal bliss is here in our heart why should we go on digging the well of this worldly happiness it's out of ignorance we are doing that's why it is a mustached babes that swamiji is saying this bala but they think just the way the small child is happy with the toys they think vayam kritartha iti abhimanyanti so they flatter themselves saying that we have accomplished the life's purpose sri ramakrishna used to give very nice example you know when a wet log ug wood wet log wood you first put fire in it it burns very nicely but in no time the water from inside they will start leaking and it extinguishes the fire so such is the condition with the one who is thinking that the worldly accomplishments is the be all and end all of our existence it appears for the time being that my desires are is being a uh, fulfilled just like the flame that the, like the flame there's a flame which is rising up but in no time it will be extinguished jara vyadhi mitru like that water will come and extinguish all is gone you again start so that's why this vayam kritartha this inordinate de- desire what I, what it does it makes us myopic short sighted we our vision gets clouded so we cannot see the truth in this life constantly we are being deluded we don't see the truth because of our biases it is a bias which never allows us to see the truth as the example which is given in our vedanta is of a stump a stump which is lying on the which is just there in a corner of a park in the evening hours in the twilight hours because of the darkness it's not properly visible there is something which is visible but it's not properly visible now we will find how the bias works the bias which is based on our desires now if a thief is running away from the police the thief thinks it is the police the police who is in search of the thief the police thinks it is a thief a lover waiting for the sweetheart thinks it's to be the sweetheart the child who is in search of the mother thinks it to be the mother the mother who is in search of the child thinks it to be the child so what as per our desires as per our inordinate attachments we get biased and that bias clouds our vision the stump is no more visible as the stump as per our bias it gets colored into something which it is not and that's the meaning of the word maya ya means yatha yatha as it is ma is used in the sense of negation maya it is not as it appears to be so when we say everything is maya the word maya means that ya means yatha yatha as it is ma is the negation that i am negating the fact that what i see is not correct it is my bias which is not allowing me to see the thing as it is i am my vision is clouded my vision is getting tinted by the glass which i am wearing so that's why what happens that because of this ragat because of this attachment 
they don't realize that this karma at last, its result is going to get exhausted. And we will be more miserable as in Bengali they say, Jato hashi tato kanna. That the more intense is your happiness, the more intense is your dejection, the more intense is your misery. The objects which gives me happiness, I get so much attached to it. When it is forced away from, when it is forcefully taken away from me, just think how intense the misery will be. So the more intense our happiness, the more intense is our suffering. And that's what happens again and again. With all our intense happiness, we find at last it is resulting in intense suffering. We become totally a pauper. We all realize that. But when we realize the time has passed away, the life has been spent, again I have to start from this, from square zero. Again, a new have start. And again, because ignorance will come and cover my intellect. So that's going on again and again. That's what the Upanishad is indicating. So the next mantra, it's also again the uh, continuation of this idea. That's what's saying. It's saying Ishta Purtam. Ishta, Apurt, Ishta and Purta. Ishta and Purtam. What is this? We will just discuss. Ishta Purtam Manyamana Varishtam Na Anyat Sreya Vedayanta Pramuraha Nakasya Prishte Te Sukrite Anubhutva Imam Lokam Hinataram Va Vishanti Pramuraha The ignorant fools Prakrishta Rupena Mura Mura itself means full in Sanskrit Pra Adjective is used in the sense of superlative degree. Prakrishta, Pramura. So to indicate anything in its superlative degree, the pra is used. So the one who is just in and out a fool, he is a Pramura, the ignorant fools. They regard themselves, Manyamana. That what? The sacrifices, the ishtam, the word so ishtam means sacrifice and purtam means humanitarian works. In nowadays we don't do sacrifice. For us in the present age, our study, our academic study, all, all, all our trainings, the skill achievements, you can say they are the sacrifices. And after that in this life, what we think that with all our skills, with all our achievements, I have achieved wealth. And with all the wealth, at last I think, let me do some humanitarian activities. That also will give me some recognition. After all, with all the wealth, what I'm going to do? You'll find that the multimillionaires, at last they resort to humanitarian activities. We do applaud them. But what's the intention behind those uh, humanitarian activities? After all, name, fame, to soothe the guilty conscience. In Bengali, they say, Juto mere, uh, goru, goru, goru mere juto da. That in Hinduism, to kill a cow is a heinous crime. Now, how to expedite, how to get rid of that sin, that heinous sin? Now, by donating something to something to some needy. So, what? So, I have killed a cow. So, get rid of that sin. How, what I do? With the leather of that, with the skin of the cow, with that leather, I make shoes and then I donate the shoes to get punya. So many of our these humanitarian activities are like that. After all, I amass that wealth by cheating people some way or other. And then I resort to some humanitarian activities. So I, if, if that is the uh, intention or just even if I don't have any heinous intention, just to kill the boredom of life, what will I do with my time? Let us have some engagement, all these engagements in the name of humanitarian activities, just to get rid of the boredom. So if these are the intentions behind the humanitarian activities, we should be very, uh, what do you say, 
faithful to ourselves. We shouldn't try to cheat ourselves. Let us dive within and find out if I'm really doing some humanitarian activities, is it a selfless activity? Or is it just for name, fame, power? Or is it just to soothe the guilty conscience? Or is it just to kill the boredom of life? You'll find that most of the time in these three categories we fall. If that's the thing, then this purta as well as the sacrifice, we think we will be fooling ourselves as we will be fooling others that this is the be all and end all of our existence. That way with all this, we become Kritartha. So here the Upanishad in strong language is saying, know it for certain, yeah, for the time being, it may appear. You will be a good source of advertisement. You will be a good, yourself will become an advertisement to the world that yes, everything can be achieved by this, by Ishta and Purta, by all the endeavors to achieve skills and by doing some humanitarian activities with some ulterior motives not with that highest goal of selfless uh, action, giving the result to the divine, not with that. That again falls in karma yoga. And the purtam is having some ulterior motive. Then at last, it may appear that you are a very well-established person. What all has to be achieved in this life? Name, fame, glory, power, wealth. Yes, I have got everything. But at last, nakasya prishte. Te Sukrita Anubhutva. That all those, your merits may even take you to heaven. That's the Nakasya Prishta. That you have gained the heaven. With all this, sometimes heaven we think that's after death. Actually, even in this life we are in heaven. With all our achievements, you will find all humans are not same. We, some are more prosperous, more wealthy, more well positioned in life. They are as if in heaven, even in this world. So whatever, be it in this life or after life, all the goals after, after all uh, the results have been exhausted. Imam lokam hinataram va vishanti. Again, we have to come down to this loka or even to the locus, levels of existence, which is below the human existence. So this is the idea which has been spoken of in this mantra. That man's action can be divided into three categories. So we say that by doing uh, good actions, we will attain uh, more and more good results. Why not prolong our stay in heaven? But know it for certain that all the action falls in three categories. Good, bad, mixed. It's very difficult to have a pure good action. You'll find most of our action, though it is performing some, it is helping someone in some way or other, it is uh, harming someone else. There cannot be any action which is purely good. So these actions can be good, bad, mixed. To understand this good, bad, mixed, uh, let us try to have an example that whenever I am doing something for selfish motive, it is just like as if passing through the traffic. The traffic signals are there. If I follow the traffic signals, yes, I am giving importance to the collective goodness by subsiding my own uh, selfish desire. There's a collective, this collective goodness is there and my own, uh, what you say that my own welfare is there. Collective welfare, my own welfare. When I follow the traffic light, I'm giving importance to the collective welfare. If I break the traffic laws, I'm, why I'm doing some bad thing? Because I'm giving more importance to my personal welfare ignoring the collective welfare. But most of the time, what happens? With all our intentions to follow the traffic rules, we will find we have ended up in losing points, giving fine. Why? Yes, with all our attempt 
uh, to do something purely good we will find that now and then that when we are in a hurry we go of course be, be beyond the speed limits and that that way we miss the point we had no intention as such so that's how know it for certain in this life as long as the selfish desires are there and that's the result of my this present existence to have totally unadulterated good action is almost impossible at last we find we have ended up in losing points in giving some fine we have ended up so there cannot be any action which is purely good so as a result what happened with the major, although we enjoy the effects of the good at last the evil effects again brings us back there are some evil that will again bring me back to this level of existence so according to the hindu scriptures so there are six planes above the earth the earth is called bhu above this is bhuva swa maha jana tapa satya as per the fund of our good deeds we can attain these levels of existence so but if anyone attains brahma loka from there there are two things you may again come back or you may not come back in vedanta though in this shloka in this mantra they speak that we have to come back but to clarify the idea which is being indicated in our scriptures let us indicate that yes there are a few who if you attain if you attain the lower levels of existence like bhuva swa maha then uh, of course you have to bhuva and swa you have to come back but when you go to maha jana tapa satya these are considered as the uh, sorry jana tapa and satya these higher three lokas are the brahma loka from there you may come back or you may not so we will try to understand that what's the idea of uh, coming back and some uh, uh, there is no return so when you have attained brahma loka how we have attained in this life that the real happiness we will try to understand the idea of krama mukti and what's the thing which brings us down the desires brings us down why it brings us down why the desires brings us down suppose i am hungry suppose uh this hunger for hunger you need a body is this physical psychophysical existence is with the body is needed hunger thirst need to procreate all this has to be through the medium is body without body you cannot think of that but even in this life we do sometimes go beyond the body though we are in the body we go beyond the body how there are two types of happiness one is the happiness which we get from sensuous pleasure now they have lot of limitations that something which you are desiring the moment you get it you feel satiated after some time suppose the delicacy which you like you have the first serve still you have the hankering for it you go for the second serve after that maybe for the third serve after that the thing which you like most you will be you yourself will be saying no more i am full in sanskrit they use that alam pratyay alam alam means enough we have to say that i am for the time being i am satiated so i cannot go on chasing for the desire for the time after some time it will be satiated and i find but the happiness which i get is very short lived the moment the satiation comes bus i again reach the plateau so with this type of happiness the sensual pleasures the limitation is it cannot be prolonged it reaches satiation and it comes back of course yeah today i was hungry i had the satiation again tomorrow it is going to come back but there is another type of happiness which is much higher than this what's that i have developed the skills of some say musical instrument like playing sitar the stringed instrument or flute when i was learning it was of course a challenge 
the challenge was bigger than my skills. But when a time comes when my skills meet the challenge, in the modern psychology, they say a flow ensues. You will be totally absorbed in that. When you're getting totally absorbed, what happens? Your mind is fully focused on the thing which you're doing. And now when the mind gets focused on anything, the other thing starts falling off. They find that when I'm just sitting, someone calls, I can hear. But if I'm watching anything intently in the TV, some match is going on. I'm watching intently, someone calls, I don't hear. What has happened? As my mind is focused on the thing which I'm watching, it cannot process anything apart from the thing which I'm seeing. Though the sound is entering my ear, it cannot, it doesn't register in my mind. It cannot, mind cannot process it, process it. So similarly here, when your skills meet the challenge, your mind gets so focused, all other things starts falling off. That's why we find these accomplished uh, musicians for hours, they can go on playing, totally absorbed. For the time being, they forget hunger, thirst, everything. And now see, this happiness is much, much greater than the sensual pleasures. The sensual pleasures had a satiation just for one hour. You went for a very good treat. Within an hour, it's over. And now you are again, again, just in that plateau. Your happiness is over. You have reached the satiation. Here, as if there is no satiation, you forget everything. It keeps you in bliss on and on. And all other bodily feelings starts falling off. Now that's why this is a much higher type of pleasure. So when all those sacrifices, behind the sacrifices, the selfishness falls off, not for doing happy, not for getting heaven. There's all these rituals, when you become accomplished in it, even those who do ritualistic worship, they know. It, it creates a type of flow. You get totally absorbed in it. A bliss ensues. For hours you can spend. Others may feel that how is it possible to sit in that same posture for hours together. But that person is totally oblivious of his body aches and pain. He's totally absorbed. For hours he's enjoying that, whatever he's doing. So the more the selfishness falls off, the more even in the sacrifices, even all, all these ishta purtam, all these activities, you can enter into a type of flow. The more I'm entering to flow, what is happening? Even in this life, I find that for hours together, the bodily needs falls off. Though I am in the body, I has, I'm as if beyond the body. The body no way can uh, drag me down with all those biological alarms. It cannot. So I, I can spend more and more time in that eternal bliss. Now you will find that what brings us down, the one who has never developed any test which takes them to a state of flow, for which you have to develop skills, whether it is spiritual or whether it is some uh, this uh, performing arts. That's why in Sanskrit, they say, Sa kala ya vimuktai. Even the performing arts can lead to mukti. If you are not playing or performing to get the, what is it, this accolades from the audience, the audience are there, but you're totally oblivious. You are totally absorbed in it. It can result in mukti. For the time being, you forget everything. You're absorbed. That's why they say sa kala. That's kala, which can liberate us. Sa kala ya vimukte. Sa vidya ya vimukte. That was the only criteria of knowledge of all performing arts in that old Vedic tradition, that which liberates. And here now you will find that the one who has developed that capacity to be absorbed in something, forgetting the bodily needs for hours together. This becomes his habit, habitual state of existence. So even after death, what brings us down? It's all the bodily needs which brings us down. All the sensual pleasures, hunger, thirst, need to procreate, 
all this brings us down for such a person he can remain absorbed in that contemplation forgetting the body so these forces are falling off and this the how much you have attained that flow to what degree that speaks of the level of the heaven you are attaining that all this this bhuvaswa mahajana tapa it speaks of the intensity of the flow which you have if the intensity is not that high you do attain some higher level but again just the way the one who has developed the art of playing some musical instrument and can stay in a flow for some time he is not that accomplished has to again come back even the one who meditates in meditation you will find that someone enjoys it for half an hour some for one hour some for two hours so that's why swami vivekananda used to say that the criteria that the only criteria that you are progressing spiritually is that how much more time you can spend qualitatively that today i find that just by uh, meditating reading holy scriptures after some time i get bored it do keeps me absorbed for some time i get bored that speaks i am yet to evolve i am do entering into the flow but it doesn't keep me in the flow for quite long so the more i practice the more that duration increase so i shouldn't imitate others and in the very first day try to meditate for hours together that will derange my mind but if i sincerely go on practicing i will find automatically the time is increasing and that speaks of the various levels of existence even after death that just in your mind by getting by remaining in that absorption you can stay for aeons but after all that breaks again it brings down but there are a few who have to attain that highest level of existence in the deep contemplation can from that state result in krama mukti they need not come back at all then when this creation the every creation has an end in cycles when this cycle ends then they get absorbed in the absolute but before that if that flow breaks we do have to come down there are a few whose flow is so intense that they can continue in that state in that state of absorption till the present cycle ends and then they get absorbed in the absolute that in the scripture has been spoken of as krama mukti so now very interesting one thing as a human being we are the only being who are responsible no other beings either in the higher planes or lower plane are responsible they just what say enjoy the results of the actions they have done as a human being animals are guided by the instincts devas are guided by the instincts what all you have gathered here the merits or the demerits that take you to the diff- different level you enjoy the results you have accrued again you have to come back to the human being but human beings alone are alone are the responsible being what the word responsibility means response ability we are the only beings who can choose our response in a particular circumstance we have the ability to respond to the situation as per our choice response ability is responsibility we as a human being we can choose in some other upanishad they speak that in front of the human being the two paths are open shreyasch preyasch manushya metat tau samparitya vivinakti dhira the shreya and prayer is something which is preferable and something which is pleasurable prayer is pleasurable and shreya is preferable so it is up to us to this respond to the situation by choosing either the shreya or the prayer if we choose the prayer we go on this uh, going around this cycle of birth and death again and again sometimes going to the higher plane again coming back sometimes because of our evil acts going to the lower plane again getting the chance because as we told all the karmas are mixed however heinous work crime or sin you may do 
there will be something which you have done good and that good that good act will again bring you back to this human life will give you another chance where you have the capacity to respond you have the ability to respond to the situation and choose your path so that's why the human birth is the only birth which even the devas the celestial beings craves for because they also know they are just exhausting the results of the actions which they have done as a human being for again getting a chance to go to higher planes of existence or to go to the liberation they have to come back as a human being so that's what is being indicated by these mantras that only brahma jnana the knowledge of the self that alone can lead to the revelation and even if that knowledge of the self is uh, something which i have not attained in this life but if i have led a very very contemplative life i've tried my best that contemplative life that result in that brahma loka where i continue with my contemplation to at last get liberated at the end of the cycle as the idea of the krama mukti so in the next few mantras before this chapter ends this idea of the krama mukti that getting uh, going to the realm of the hiranyagarbha to the brahma loka that this uh, the few shlokas a uh, few mantras will depict that we will again take up that in the next class those few mantras and after that the second chapter we will find has actually dealt with the karma kanda where at the most we can go to the brahma loka most of us comes back if you are there from where can think of krama mukti but why to have this sequential evolution if realization in this life is possible here and now the upanishad will then speak from the next chapter of that knowledge which can lead in lead to liberation here and now iha iha this 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 word iha will come in our upanishads again and again this here and now it should be a cash down payment we have that capacity that all after speaking of the merits and demerits of all entire karma kanda the limitations of the karma kanda the upanishads from the next chapter will proceed to the uh, discussion of the brahma vidya so in the next class we will try to take up those few mantras which speaks which gives the idea of that krama mukti before we proceed again to the next chapter with this we conclude our class today thank you all namaskars